Roger Kleins. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. Energy, stamina, recovery. And by nchc.tv and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts. Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly live. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, the finest tequila in all of the world. Um, I'm a little biased. It's, it's finest certainly in Arizona, but... Scott Strandy joining you tonight, not from Scottsdale, not from St. Louis or Pittsburgh, but from beautiful Frisco, Texas, and the Co-America Center, I guess is what we call it, as uh, behind me right now, the uh, uh, Team USA is facing off against Germany, and uh, it's 1-0 Team USA right now in the first period, so welcome in to Co-America Arena. If you uh, hear noise behind me, that's why. My co-host is always enjoying that beautiful estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you? Well, I was going to get my nails done while you listed off the uh, tons and tons of places in your world tour that uh, you were on. Uh, but when you cut it short to a few cities, uh, I'm like, all right, we'll have to cancel. How are you, my friend? Uh, we're doing okay. Uh you know, it's another one of those days where uh, I'm surprised that one of our guests has not uh, uh, sent me a direct message on Twitter uh, t- telling me that they have better weather up in Anchorage than uh, I have had on Long Island. But uh, that's okay. It's, it's uh, a, I, I, I can take it. I'm good for it. Let's go. <laughs> I just, well, just wanted I to, to give you an idea of, of some of the interactions <laughs> that uh, – uh, and I believe I'll say this right, Matt Navala, uh, is one of our guests tonight uh, from the Save Alaska Hockey Foundation, uh, along with Matt Curley, uh, their head coach up at Alaska Anchorage. And uh, so I just wanted to give you a small taste of uh, what we're in for. So. <laughs> I, I love it. 
I love it. As always, we love talking college hockey. We love trying to save programs. I, I think we had a, a hand in saving uh, Huntsville, so maybe we can have the same hand in, in saving yeah. the Seawolves. Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, I mean, maybe, well, who knows? I mean, well, hey, we, we every little bit helps. Show. I'm sure that they, these we, guys are, are... We had them on the show, Paul, and then yeah. what happened? The they program stayed, was that's saved. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, you are 100% correct. You are okay. 100% correct. Okay, so I've kind of been teasing a couple of things today. I've been saying we're going north to Alaska, but actually you're on Long Island. I'm in Texas. We couldn't be farther from Alaska, I don't believe. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, our two guests, and it's cool because we have two mats coming on, which is going to be a lot of fun. But usually when we say mat and it involves you and I, it's doormats. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's for sure. Okay, so so before we get into it and bringing our guests on and talking a little uh, Sea Wolf hockey for the uh, the show tonight, um, I want to first update you what's going on here because uh, this is day two of the uh, the uh, IIHF Under 18 World Championships, Frisco and Plano, Texas, uh, doing a fantastic job despite COVID. Uh, only fans are allowed here at Comerica, and those are very limited and have to have a mask on and go through all the precautions. Uh, at the other rink where Team Canada is playing, um, among, among Sweden and Belarus and, and uh, Switzerland, um, those teams don't get fans. You can't even see them, Paul, unless you see them coming off the bus or getting back on the bus. So it, it's been strange. Uh, I did say that uh, I was debating whether I was going to come here tonight or not because of the show, but last night I did my professional hockey Southwest Weekly show from here, and it seemed to go okay, so I thought, yeah, I'm coming over here. And uh, I'm glad I did because that first game was a barn burner. Finland and Russia ended up in a uh, 3-3 tie after regulation. Um, <laughs> if you can believe this, Finland had two two-minute power plays in a five-minute overtime. And they well, didn't score. And didn't score. And they didn't score. And, and then they went to a shootout, and it was a five-man shootout. And the, uh, the Finland goaltender shut down Russia, all five of them, and... <laughs> And uh, Finland scored twice for the win. So uh, congratulations to Finland as they uh, upset, I would guess you would say, the uh, the Russians. And like uh, I said upset, right now. I, I, I don't know if it's an upset, but they got the table. They turned the tables. You know, the Russians were down 5-1 to Team USA last night, came back to win the game. Uh, and today, uh, Russia was up against uh, Finland, what would you say, 3-1 to with like five minutes to go or something in that neighborhood? Uh, yeah, three to one. Maybe even a little scored, bit less. They scored two, two goals in two minutes in the final yeah. three minutes of the period. I believe both of them were empty nets. I know one of them was, but I'm not so. sure about the other one. So, uh, it, it, it's crazy. It, it's been so much fun watching these kids play. Um, they are leaving it all on the ice. And of course they're under 18, which means they're all, uh, more than likely draft eligible this year. So, uh, when we have the NHL draft, you're going to hear a lot of these names called, we have a particular interest in four players. Red Savage, who calls Scottsdale his home, even though I don't think he's lived there, other than when he's he was born. Not. No. <laughs> and then we have uh, Sean Behrens, who's going to be going to uh, Denver, and uh, also Jack Devine going to Denver. And then, of course, Arizona State's on the board here with uh, Ty Murchison, who just picked up an assist, by the way, in the first USA goal. I'll have to watch so the rest of the game after we're done. So that's kind of filling things in as to where we're at. We did have one injury today, which is kind of a bummer. Um, uh, uh, 
Tinnish kid was checked face first into the boards and dropped down. Um, before I go any farther, I'll say he was moving his legs and his arms. And after about a 10-minute delay, they did get him on a stretcher and get him out. He seemed to be conscious the whole time and, and things. So uh, we wish the very best for him. But that's the first injury of any type that I've seen so far. So if you can hear me, I'm knocking on I heard it. Uh, or marble or something here. But So anyway... That's uh, that's where we're at. You got anything else you want to bring up before we bring on our guests? No, let's. We 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 can talk about the other stuff later. There was a an interesting Twitter post and news story that dropped this week, but you know that's just uh, you know about hockey in a another non traditional market that we'll get to later. I don't want to have the guys waiting too long. Oh, I thought you wanted to talk about Lindenwood again, and then I thought we'd never get gone from there. So. No, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right, let's take one quick break, and let's come back and bring on both mats in about two minutes. Hi, everybody. This is James Valley from Lindenwood Products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all shot of the best tasting tequila the roger klein's cancion tequila is the brand for you cancion tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails whether you're celebrating All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Anyone that may be listening to us live tonight on the Podbean app, as always. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Frisco, Texas. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And, Paul, it's our pleasure to bring on a couple of Matts. We're bringing on Matt Curley, the head coach at Alaska Anchorage, and uh, Matt Navala. So, uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Scott and Paul with you. How are you both tonight? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me here. Uh, listen, it's uh, it's our pleasure. Um, uh, you know, it's um, we are as interested as as you guys are in 
in, in spreading the game of college hockey uh, and doing everything we can to help that along. Yeah, we appreciate it, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us on. It's uh, taking time, like Nev said. It's uh, fifty-seven, just under sixty, and sunny up here, and it's uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> tough to get out of the sun. But it's it's uh, it's a pleasure to be joining you guys, and we appreciate uh, you taking an interest in the Seawolves. Uh, yeah, I got uh, like I said, I got a message about a week ago uh, from, uh, from from Matt. I, I guess I'm going to separate them by calling. Uh, uh, coach, coach, and uh, Matt, uh, Matt, uh, getting on my case about the weather that I was dealing with here. I, I, I'm waiting. Um, I, you know, I got to hear Scott talk to me about 80 degrees all the time, and that's I'm in 20s, so that doesn't uh, usually uh, go too well for me. Well, I was going to congratulate Scott just on the fact he's going different places because I haven't been outside of Anchorage in a year and change. So there you go. Well, you know, he's well, got coach, it like that, you know. Coach, I'll tell you right now, if you're interested in a few players, I've got 10 teams under 18. Um, a few of them are committed, but I think there are some Finnish players, maybe some Czech Republic guys. Anybody you want, just let me know. I'll do it my best. Oh, no, I would I would love a few of those boys. You know, I, I – uh, I've done a lot with USA Hockey, and, and I was very fortunate and blessed to be a part of three of those world championship uh, uh, events with uh, Team USA taking home some medals and some great memories and some great players, not just for our country, but uh, around the world. And uh, I was listening to you guys earlier with them being all, a lot of them draft eligible, and it really is a premier event, you know, you know in the coming years to see these kids and what they'll turn into, they'll be the next NHL superstar. So it's uh, nice and fun to see them at such a young age competing uh, for their home countries. Well, coach, we've coach. only had hold, hold one second, Paul. Uh, okay. I want to follow up quickly with Coach. I was just going to tell him that uh, the only problem I've heard, Coach, is that there's like six of them going to Notre Dame, and everybody's unhappy about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, you know, it's funny. It seems like all the big dogs. Uh, get the uh, the big talent right, and you know, Notre Dame is certainly part of that. Uh, um, but you know, it's uh, like I said, it's a great event. Um, you know, having had a personal hand in, in a couple of those teams, it's uh, such great memories, and I enjoy following. It was a tough one last night for the guys, but they'll get it done today, and, and hopefully, uh, um, you know, be able to uh, get on the podium when this is all said and done. Okay, now, Coach, what I was going to ask is. Um, they have a whole bunch of these tournaments going on right now. Um, I would imagine that uh, you and your coaching staff are uh, almost heavy into the under-16 uh, tournament as well? Uh, no, you know, w with us and, you know, we watch as fans with what's right. going on. Um, you know, for example, the, the kids down in Texas playing, uh, follow us fans and, and whatnot. You know, a lot of the kids that we deal with and are recruiting and are building our program, truthfully, are older. They're older guys, um, you know, past their, their minor hockey and their midget hockey and onto their junior. And, and quite frankly, a lot of them are aging out. Um, so, you know, truthfully, a, a lot of the younger events that go on, we'll check in, watch. Uh, fun to see the talent and, and just kids compete. But uh, by and large, in terms of us doing any heavy lifting down there, in terms of finding future seawalls, unless they have a tie to Alaska, it's uh, more just as a casual viewer. 
And speaking okay. of ties to Alaska, we have uh, all these teams about to embark on the USA Hockey National. It's these youth teams, uh, one tier 15 and only uh, boys team from a made up of Anchorage players, and then a whole bunch of tier two and some female groups that are also playing, and they become a, a storyline for us up here in Anchorage as we like to see them do well on the national stage like that. Well, well, Matt, as long as you brought that up, just give us a, an overview of the hockey culture uh, in Alaska and Anchorage in particular, because these are some of the things we're always interested in. Well, it's certainly it's a pretty fascinating story because you definitely don't shy away from the idea that this is a hockey town or this is a hockey country because of the the locale on the earth and the weather and all those things that kind of make perfect sense, you know, outdoor rinks at most of the schools, you know, that sort of thing. But in terms of what has gone on here, you've seen the last, uh, I've been here for 25 years. Uh, UAA started in the, in the late seventies. And then for a while we had a, a kind of a WCHL team that transformed into the ECHL team. The Alaska Aces became the premier kind of team at that level, that double A minor league level for the better part of the two thousands. And then you just kind of saw a certain malaise hit over the general kind of the, the basic fan, maybe not the hardcore or, you know, just the guy who would go to three or four games a year wasn't doing that as much. So the systematically the interest sort of changed for both at the pro level and at the college level. It was unfortunate to see, but you saw the teams try to adapt. And as far as the professional team went, you saw them kind of start to see where the finances of, of say bringing in Idaho steelheads or bringing the rapid city rush up here for, four or five days all of a sudden that became an issue where it hadn't been for years when they were selling plenty of tickets and all that sort of things uh the same kind of goes for ua on a different level what you hear a lot of when you're you're here in anchorage or or talk to alaska hockey people is oh back in the 90s you couldn't get a seat there and our sullivan arena is about a 6400 seat arena you know it's it's an ideal kind of set for division one or double a kind of thing like that uh and it just kind of changed, and for whatever reason, because when the UAA entered the WCHA, you know, the skill level and all that kind of ramped up, and we started seeing the best players in the world at the collegiate level here in Anchorage, and to be honest, the UAA fell on some hard times and win losses, and that seemed to have made a difference to the box office, unfortunately. Now in this last year and a half or two years of of, of save seal hockey and this all going on, and we'll get to that, I'm sure. Yeah, we will. I'm always I'm always dumbfounded that, that that wins and losses had become anything because I grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Western <laughs> Michigan was Western Michigan was the hockey team. The Kalamazoo Wings were or the Western Michigan was the college team. Western or the Kalamazoo Wings were the IHL slash ECHL team. And I just went. That's all I ever knew growing up. So and I didn't know if they were in last place or first place most of the time and Unfortunately, that's changed, but generally speaking, very rabid fan base. A lot of people play, and uh, a lot of kids are playing, and you know, it, it just keeps us busy year-round. There's always something hockey-related going on. Uh, you guys are just in the middle of the, uh, the high school tournament, correct? Yes. The regular season is ending this week, so what happened with COVID and protocols is you had a cert- certain, certain parts of the state had mitigation rules. The other, other part of the state didn't have... So you didn't have a large school high high school state tournament because the Anchorage teams were basically get under protocol and under restrictions, unable to participate or play out of town or all that. So you saw the small schools compete out in the Matsu Valley back in March, I think it was, 
and what you're seeing now is a wrap-up of about 12 uh 12 game regular season for the eight high schools anchorage yeah it's a, it's a, it's an odd big city because there's eight big high schools you know they all have you know 800 to 1200 students thereabouts and they all have pretty healthy uh high school programs especially three or four of them and they're playing a 12 game regular season they'll wrap it up with a postseason tournament here next week and my position is as a, a radio host we do the sports guys on saturdays and then we decided uh my partner and i kurt Heider, were kind of missing it so much we decided to broadcast some of these high school games uh for the good of the good of the community and just to keep ourselves entertained and so we're gonna have the championship game and third place game of that tournament come up here in a week or so okay now i'm sure that scott's ears perked up when you talked about uh outdoor rinks because when he played in in high school uh as he is fond of telling us he was one of the last programs not the last programs to play in an outdoor rink up there in uh, minnesota and uh that's, you know, I, what school he went to. I don't know. He went to Duluth as a college player, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know what high school he went to. I don't pay much attention to him anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so, uh, Coach, you know, you're from uh, my neck of the woods, so to speak, uh, uh, upstate New York. Um, and, and while I'm, I'm on Long Island, it's quite a distance away. You, you're up there in upstate New York, a lot closer to the Canadian border. Um, first of all, you went to Clarkson and played four years. What was that experience like for you? Oh, it was, it was a dream come true. Um, you know, I know that sounds corny, but, uh, okay. I, I, good at that. I, yeah, I mean, I grew up up there, right? It, it, it would be, you know, Scott, you'd mentioned is, uh, a Minnesota guy, it, it's like growing up in Minnesota and playing for the Gophers. Um, you right. know, I was, a, I was a North Country kid, 20 minutes away from both Clarkson and St. Lawrence Universities, uh, outstanding uh, schools and, and even better hockey programs and, and history and tradition, and grew up watching those teams, uh, you know, and uh, when I had the chance to, to, uh, to go there to become a Golden Knight, it was uh, really special. I had a great four years there. Was uh, kind of a lousy player, but had some great teammates. And uh, listen, you got you, you made the stud. Don't 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 be naive. You you played at that level. That that takes a certain amount of skill. So no, it does. It does. And you know, I, I was very uh, uh, grateful and and very uh, uh, lucky to have that opportunity. And I like to think I made the most of it. Had a decent career. Won a championship my last year. Got to play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, so it was a really, really great experience. My folks getting to watch me, uh, all our home games and, um, just a really, uh, something that, uh, hockey has been very good to me. And that was certainly, uh, uh, having the opportunity to play at Clarkson is, uh, certainly, uh, no exception to that. All right. So, so okay, you play, so... go ahead, Scott. No, I was just going to say, uh, I don't want to run out of time here without talking about what we're here for, to talk about saving these <laughs> we'll Seawolves. we got a job to do, Paul. I have to build the road because the next question is, how did he end up uh, going into coaching and end up in Alaska? I gotta get, but I, you can't build a building without the first floor. <laughs> well, anytime I can talk about back home in the North Country, I'm very proud of being from up there and we have a lot of great hockey players and hockey people that have come from there a couple stanley cup winners uh, this past uh 
uh, I guess, fall uh, down in Tampa Bay from the North Country. But, um, you know, kind of like anybody, I, I got to play a little bit after, minor pro, and then uh, I knew I always wanted to get into coaching. That was something I, I've always wanted to do at a very, uh, I guess, a younger age. So as soon as I was done playing, I uh, just kind of picked up and, and, and got a – uh, a, a high school or a prep school coaching job where I was working part time delivering pizzas and teaching algebra and earth science as my first coaching job. So, um, you know, one of those cut my teeth on that, and and from there, uh, just a lot of series of fortuitous bounces with the U.S. national team program, um, USHL, Bentley University. It was actually uh, over in Europe for a couple years, and then. Um, this opportunity came up from um, just you know a couple guys turning down the the job and me being the uh, I guess the fourth man in line <laughs> ready to take it as I joke with Nevs a lot about it the fourth choice to come up here but uh, and that's how I came up here and it was a very uh, very uh, a smooth transition I like the cold the mountains the people up here it is a tremendous fit for me and my family and, and i've absolutely loved my time up here and i'm uh, very happy to have had the opportunity to uh become an alaskan all right so now you're, you're coaching for a couple of years we get to the pandemic and you obviously they they for lack of a better way to describe this get uh, called into the athletic director's office <laughs> and the president's office and it's like being sent to the principal. I get it. Um, I, I can't even imagine what that moment was like. Um, how long did it take you to digest that? Oh boy, yeah, it was. Uh, it was tough. It was tough. You know, we we kind of um, we were just getting ready. We I have two dates written on my my whiteboard in my office, and and one of those dates is when we were told. Uh, the program was being canceled, and then the next was when our season was canceled a couple months later. Um, you know, it was tough, and given the 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 reality of the world we are well still living in, it it, right. it it was tough to do it over the computer. I get the news, uh, and it's immediately uh, before you know things start breaking on Twitter, Twitter or. Facebook, you want to get to your guys ASAP and to tell a group of young men, many of whom you've recruited and we're starting to build something up here, telling them that that's it. It was a hell of a thing to have to do, um, you know, and I certainly uh, do not envy anyone having been put in that position. Uh, you know, I, I've said I've done it once and I hope uh, hopefully we'll never be in that position again because it was it was heartbreaking. It's tough. Uh, you know, as competitors, we all want to compete and go and um, we believe in what was going on here, and it, it was tough to uh, kind of be stopped dead in our tracks uh, with that announcement. Well, it being in kind of a nutshell here, and first of all, Matt Curley deserves a, a bunch of kudos because he's kind of a, he's stuck this out. Oh, absolutely. And yes, he, and yes, he's put the best face forward. But what the situation that the University of Alaska Anchorage Hockey Program is in is the uh, University of Alaska Board of Regents voted to eliminate hockey, gymnastics, and alpine skiing from the school after the 2021 school year, quote unquote, in order to reduce the university's overall budget. Now we all have different opinions about that, but no, uh, oh, yeah. the board offered an opportunity to reinstate the programs if supporters, and yes, I am reading, if you can't tell, if no, supporters okay. could, could raise enough funds to cover two years of operating expenses, 
So they had the initial deadline was February 15, 2021, because of the pandemic, just the way the world's changed and the inability to do a bunch of the kind of uh, live events, as it were. There were no live events because the Seawolves didn't take part in any games to then generate the the pub and the notoriety. Uh, they were given extended this deadline to August 30th, I believe, or mid-August or something like that. The good news is, really, and I don't think it goes without saying, this idea and this Save Seawolf Hockey uh, initiative has really turned a corner when it announced recently it's well over $2 million dollars. It's basically nine hundred thousand dollars away from reaching that goal. Okay. A couple, part of the big encouraging thing we saw in the last couple of months, and curls could speak to this, was the Seattle Kraken. Unlike uh, what they've always called Anchorage as North Seattle, I've always as a Michigan <laughs> as a Michigan guy, and I, unfortunately makes me a Detroit Lions, Detroit Red Wings guy. But uh, <laughs> but you know I've always been a little skeptical of of the Mariners and the Seahawks being the Alaska teams, but the the Kraken really took really went out of its way to say they were claiming this territory at its own and wanted to own the Anchorage market. So they uh, both threw in right away monetarily. Just the fact they started, you know, live tweeting and and tagging Save Seawolf Hockey in the UA hockey program opened a bunch of different eyes. I saw a bunch of people reaction, reacting differently. You got a sense that people were sending in $10 here, $100 here. And uh, so that's made a world of difference. But for the first time in a while, I think it's reasonable to have real, real optimism. Our Kathy Bethard was our volunteer, who's the ultimate hockey mom. She could probably win any contest we put her in in the North North America as, as far as hockey mom goes. During this whole episode, she says we're doing this. It's not about maybe we're doing it. It'll be nice if we do. It's we're doing this. And sitting here on on April 27th, I do think it seems more likely that what we want to happen happens here in a couple couple weeks couple months well and and, and it's funny because i you know you're kind of beating me to some of the questions uh, my sorry <laughs> no it's okay listen it's okay listen, old sure newspaper people, guy in me that's all right I'm, I'm sure that people would much rather hear from you than me anyway um it, it's funny because i saw the story on one of the college hockey websites and i'm like oh, let me really okay this is really good let me look into this. this. The Kraken thing came out of the blue, did it not? Curls can kind of speak to this. I know there was yeah. some groundwork laid. There were some uh, some uh, corporate corporate business people in our community here that, again, well-connected. Some people that love coming to Alaska from Seattle. But, Matt, why don't you take it from there? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, like a lot of things, right? The the, the hockey world is a small one, as we all know. And, and um, through a series of kind of acquaintances and, and uh, uh, as Nev said, interest in Alaska, um, the, the CEO and uh, uh, man of many ideas, he does a lot, uh, Todd Lewicki, um, uh, got in touch with a, a gentleman, Jace Matrokin, down here, runs a, one of our native corps within our state. And uh, from there, kind of took an interest, heard about what was going on. And um, as Nev's mentioned, Seattle... Uh, or the Kraken wanting to to incorporate this community, this state as part of their fan base, um, saw that and, and immediately took an active interest. And as Todd uh, puts it, you know, couldn't let a program die on the vine 
while they're in town. Um, and, and now that this is part of their market, their community, their fan base, they couldn't see one of their own kind of go to the wayside without putting up a fight. So through through Jason, getting in touch with uh, Kathy Bethard, as, as Nevs had mentioned, uh, leading our our organization um, just a series of just a couple phone calls over zoom and all of a sudden we got one of the uh, NHL's newest franchise and and most exciting ones a part of our our cause and helping out both financially and uh, really just the publicity part of it and and really uh, kind of taking us under their wing as we kind of march forward together them on their uh, inaugural season and getting ready for next year and the rink and everything else and then us obviously with uh, trying to reinstate our program and uh, being a part of uh, uh, or continuing what has been going on here for over 40 years okay just before we even go any further let's just for anybody that might have the interest uh, who hears this at some point uh, a website uh, yeah something that, that we got can go to it's real simple. It's uh, SaveSeawolfHockey.com. So SaveSeawolfHockey.com, S-A-V-E-S-E-A-W-L-F, Hockey.com. Or the e makes it even easier for dumb guys like me. You can <laughs> you can text UAA Hockey, UAA Hockey to four one four 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 to donate. And uh, that that's the simplest way. But if you visit the website, uh, there's a couple hours left in this spring auction that's going on. We've got a bunch of. Uh, pretty rad items uh you know we talk about the small world of the hockey world uh we you know various connections former players recently had to signed yarmar yager merchandise or you know uh, pro players and pro teams that have our connections to alaska have items in these auctions plus all the normal uh goodness stuff you can you can get a nice uh, some sort of trip in alaska you know all that good stuff so save or text ua hockey to 41444 all right, this is for either one of you guys because this is the kind of weird stuff that I like. <laughs> what's the, what's this? I don't, I don't, I don't want to use the word strange, but what's something that's happened in this uh, where somebody came up to you and said, "Okay, guys, here's here's a hundred bucks, here's a thousand bucks," and you're like, "Oh, wow, okay, really, that's cool." Anything weird like that happened? Because we like these are the things we like to know. Matt oh, Curls maybe boy, would have yeah. some run-ins. <laughs> boy, oh boy, that's a great that's a great question. Um, uh, well, you don't I, have to I, give names. yeah, no, I, I guess the, um, the 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 first one that comes to mind, or and this is a, um, I guess a nice story. I, I, I guess uh, it oh, was so. um, it was just out of the uh, after the Kraken announcement, and a uh, a, a lady from Wisconsin. Uh, sent us uh, some money, uh, whatever the amount was, and and this is a lot of credit for Kathy Bethard. Kathy and I, whenever someone sends something, whether it's a hundred, ten dollars, hundred dollars, thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, we will write a thank you note with some stickers and whatever else. Just hey, thanks for reaching out, thanks for doing this for the program. So. Um, you know, this lady sends it in and, and, you know, of course, Kathy and I go through, hey, thank you so much for supporting our effort. And we really appreciate you thinking of us out in Wisconsin. Well, uh, you know, don't think anything of it. We've, I've done hundreds of these things. Well, a couple <laughs> weeks later, uh, one of my assistants on the USCHO fan forum 
Uh, and it, I guess it ended up being this lady from Wisconsin and, and was piggybacked by a few other college hockey fans made mention on the fan forum about getting a handwritten note from the head coach at the UAA program uh, and and their supporters and just how grateful she was for that. And in doing so, to show her gratitude was going to be donating again. So um, just uh, I, I guess when we talk a lot about, um, you know, our community support, as Nevs has mentioned about up here in Alaska, it's, it's really just that the, the, the hockey world, um, being good people, being good citizens. And I, I think that's a nice little story to show the truly a grassroots, uh, family oriented, family rooted, uh, just, uh, uh, at, at its ground level. That's what we're trying to do here. And I think that kind of that personal touch, um, you know, kind of puts a bow on it and what we're trying to do and what this thing is, is really all about. You've also and, seen and, local businesses throughout the community kind of uh, set aside. They're saying, okay, this Sunday when you come in and buy, you know, a Subway sandwich or a, a pizza or whatever, X amount of dollars go to Save Sewell's Hockey. And, you know, we've seen uh, food establishments do that. We've seen some kind of uh, health care or like, you know, you pay pay for your wellness program, pay, pay for the subscription. Part of it goes to Save Sewell Hockey. So the, that's been a lot of fun to see is kind of the different reach, the different parts of the community that have come out. To that end, there's still, there's still this interesting aspect of, I still am waiting to see like the hockey community in full kind of realize where we're at and why we're at. And hopefully we kind of wake up and snap out of this. And I know curls will be very guarded on how he would respond to something like that. But, uh, you know, when I'm on the radio or when I'm, when I'm talking about this stuff, I still just, I'm kind of dumbfounded that we're even in this position, uh, a state that has more money in the bank than any, any other state in the union when it comes to it. But here we are. And the beautiful part of it has been, you know, Matt and, and Kathy sending out those handwritten notes have been just excellent. Like Twitter reaction from random guy in the Midwest or, or in the Pacific Northwest. Hey, you're not going to believe what I got in the mail, this card. It's been beautiful. So, at the very least, we've uh, we've made some connections that way. Well, let me ask a question because this is the way I think about it m- myself. Uh, when something like this first starts, I-, I would imagine the biggest hurdle is that hesitancy. Well, why am I going to give my money? This is there's no way this is going to work. And I guess as things get closer and closer, people become more confident, and it's probably easier to get stuff. Uh, or get support from the community in various places? Yeah, I, I, Paul, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, and for anyone familiar with the, the saga that has been Seawolf Hockey over the past four decades, uh, is, is very familiar with the, you know, kind of this uh, up and down relationship administration has had with with our hockey program, right or wrong. It, you know, it's it's just been it, it never seen it never has seemed to be fully embraced by our university, um, as many of us feel it should have. And and I bring that up because I think that's where a lot of our hesitation in my dealings, um, where it comes from, that hesitation of well. You know what about this that happened or that that happened? What you know? Where are they now? And 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 those are fair questions. And and I guess the uh, the only thing you can do is you start small and you 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 
kind of you, you preach and continue to preach uh, what you believe in and things are going to change and they are changing and slowly but surely you start seeing the the numbers go up the the bank account starting to build for us and um you know like anything everyone wants to be a part of a winning a winning thing so when you start getting those those dollars in and that support and light the crack and like um, uh, you know, our, our different, uh, smaller, uh, businesses, you start to see that and all of a sudden, well, $2 million, well, this is my, this is something I want to be a part of. And, and everyone wants to be, a, uh, uh, say they were a part of something that succeeds. And I think we're hopefully getting to that tipping point now where it won't be so hard to ask for that dollar and that for, or for that support. All right. Now I would assume, um, that, and the interview I saw, I did see the roundtable that you guys had uh, with uh, Everett Fitzhugh of the Kraken. Um, clearly, it, it, at least it, from the outside perspective, it, it definitely seemed to me that um, the administration has your back as, as much as they possibly can, knowing uh, that that administrations at universities are are always in a tough spot, um, but it seemed uh, from everybody in that that people were very confident that this was going to happen. Am I? I mean, uh, how important no, has that been? It, no, and I, and I think you're right. Uh, that it was that's part of the torch that I've been carrying here the the past few months is saying, you know what, guys, uh, just in general, I, I can't speak to what happened. 40 years ago, 30 years ago, you know, 20 years. Right. I've been here for two and a half, three years now. So I can't speak to the past. But what I do know is now is that we have a president of our university system, um, President Pat Pitney, who is an Olympic athlete, <laughs> an Olympic medalist, uh, you know, who believes in the value of athletics, who believes in in the in the good of sports and growing our our um, uh, just engagement as a community in Alaska as as being uh, having lived up here for so many years. So it starts your leadership starts at the top. So with with President Pitney and it trickles down, um, and then you get people like Todd Lewicki of the Seattle Kraken, Jason Matrokin, uh, Joe Shearhorn, Kathy Bethard, all these people, Paul Bates, all these people get involved, and now all of a sudden, yeah, it is going to be different. Because these folks, um, like like those mentioned, and myself, Matt Nevola, uh, we are going to change it. We're going to make it different, and we're going to make it better than it's ever been. And and uh, you know, hey, you're going to be fool. You're going to look pretty silly if you weren't hopping on. You know, when this thing is rolling. Um, so uh, I I think uh, it's nice to hear that the outside perception is that it, it is different, and and that's a positive thing. And more to, I think oh, what Paul, oh, Paul was getting at was uh, you're also seeing, I think the university in a way it was taken aback by this whole effort and surprised that it had as many teeth and as many arms to wrangle in all this help with both outside, outside Alaska and inside uh, that, it, that it had this reach. And you really saw these longtime boosters of these on time parents of, of former players and you know now they're great grandmothers and grand grandfathers and whatever kind of really say we're going to get this done it almost kind of all right the university said all right and we'll come along too and that was probably one of the better parts of all this as we look forward guys i wanted to bring this up as well um you know i've been around the country a little bit now <laughs> 
Seeing the frozen. Lucky board, you. A lot of, yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't even go. Oh, oh, but but anyway, my point is, when Paul and I uh, were doing the podcast a year ago, uh, we were wondering what we we're going to do for topics, and we found out that a lot of people were able to talk to us because they were confined at home. <laughs> they had no, nobody else to talk to, so why not come on the podcast, right? Anyway. Um, you know, we talked to guys in Minnesota, and, and they told us that at the start of the pandemic, they were fearful that it could be a death nail for college hockey, that they would uh, uh, that they would lose programs, and just the opposites happened. And now we look at what the NCAA has done in granting an additional year, and Coach Powers at ASU will tell you that it's going to be a five-year washout uh, before this all settles down. So we're we're ending up with a bunch of players that need places to play. Uh, St. Thomas coming on board is going to take some. LIU coming on board. Saving Huntsville is going to take some. Um, and you guys deserve to have some players as well. So do you think in, a, in kind of a weird way the pandemic is going to help you? Scott, I, I'd be – and this is something I've been very um, adamant about, I guess, uh, with this one-time transfer uh rule coming about this backlog as you'd mentioned with uh with greg down at asu uh a five-year cycle i firmly believe that there is going to be a great player pool for us to pick from you know it's uh there's only so many division one programs right and i i I don't know a kid that's playing a high level of hockey that doesn't want that opportunity um, you know, and hey, we all can't play for Notre Dame, right? Or or North Dakota, or right? As much as I, you know, I'd love love to do it, it's not right, and that that's the reality. So I I think that what that does now is for programs like us, for Huntsville, for our neighbors to the north and Fairbanks, and a lot of our these up and coming ones, uh, St. Thomas, and uh, you know maybe a Lindenwood, Long Island that it, it makes them or gives them an opportunity to be instantly okay, credible, uh, gives them a chance immediately out of the gate and before they start to bring in, you know, some of those younger guys along and, and, and building a program. But I, I think that's a good thing. I think um, having that opportunity to, to start um, and, and have players come in immediately, at least in our situation, and we're going to have to build from scratch, um, I see it as a very positive thing. Coach, one more quick follow-up on that, if I can. Um, you know, I grew up in northern Minnesota in the 70s and 80s, and uh, it was fun for us as kids when uh, North Dakota and uh, Duluth and Minnesota were in the old WCHA, and they'd travel to, to uh, Alaska because we'd get that 10 p.m. start, right? <laughs> and it was really cool as a kid when you could stay up late to uh, to watch or listen to games uh, way back then. So my question to you is, um, why not Alaska? Why can't Alaska be as viable as anywhere else? I mean, you can fly. Uh, I was just at Air Force, and they were talking about how they don't look at um, being in Atlanta cocky and being in Colorado Springs as an issue. They think, you know what, we fly out, we get up. So, I mean, is it really that big of a deal? No. Scott, yeah, no, it's I, not. I agree. It, it, it's not. You, you know what? So, and I think you hit on a lot of uh, points there, you know, Air Force and, and whatnot. Hey, we only play 34 games. You know, half of those are at home. Um, 
four of which are uh, against Fairbanks, uh, an in-state rival. So in terms of travel, I don't buy that excuse and, and whatnot. But, you know, what, what I say to kids and when we first got here as a staff and, and starting to build our team is uh, I throw two words out at those uh, potential recruits. And, and those words are, um, you, know, oppor- the, you know, one being opportunity and two being experience. And, you know, one is you have the opportunity to play Division One hockey, blah, blah, blah. And we just talked about what an elusive, uh, you know, what an honor that is. But it's two is, is having the experience of doing it in Alaska. You know, I got moose in my backyard all the time fishing. Uh, you know, anyone who's been here, I find it hard-pressed to say they didn't enjoy it. And what I say is, is, guys, I'm not asking to be here for the next 40 years. Stay here for four Go, go, travel like a, a professional on the plains, you know, being in, immersed in a city of over, you know, 300,000 people where you're, you are the team. Um, so uh, to me, the, I don't know why it hasn't happened. We had it there for a while. Um, it seems to slip away for us, but I'm, I'm hoping now that this rebirth, this kind of, uh, Seawolf hockey 2.0, uh, coming out of it is, is, uh, to, to your point, why not Alaska? Is, yeah, why not, right? And, and get us back up there where uh, uh, where we uh, need to be. Okay, I got to throw one more final one in there for me, and that one is I talk a lot to the players, especially at ASU and now at Denver, at Colorado uh, College and Air Force. And when we talk about road trips, because that's what we like to do, we like to dig into stuff, not just do the X's and O's type thing. And I'll ask them about um, their trips, right? And three years ago, um, maybe four years ago now, um, Arizona State came up there. Mm-hmm. And so, so I asked some of the players about it. I said, you know, what was that like? And they go, you know, one of my favorite trips was going to Alaska because it's somewhere I probably would never get to go yep. if not for the opportunity to do it with my hockey team. So almost every player to a man that I've talked to says uh, Alaska is somewhere in their top five of a road trip. So, I, I mean, when I say that, why not Alaska? <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it's so true, right? It, it's, uh, you know, I see a lot of these teams, they try to go on their, you know, fundraising for their European trips once every four years. Or, you know, I know the the, the uh, Belfast tournament for the Eastern teams is a big thing now. And, you know, I, I've been very blessed. Uh, you know, this game has given me so much. And I've, I've been all over the world. And I, I, I'll tell you, there are a few places I've ever been that is is quite like Alaska. And, you know, you have an opportunity to, to come up on the school's dime, to come up and play great hockey, stay in a great city, and just to say you've done it. Uh, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't want to. And you know what, I, I'd like, and I hope to see that support come from the rest of our college hockey community. Um, you know, not just from the players, but coaches and other administrations, because, uh, you know, we certainly need their help as much as uh, anything else. But um, yeah, it, it's, uh, why not is right, right? Uh, it's, um, it's a special place and to be able to come up, even if just as a visiting team, is, is a unique and uh, special experience. All right, so, getting back to everything is going on when you guys started this and either one of you guys can answer did you guys reach out to the people at Huntsville and be like hey uh, do we are we missing something here that you guys did that you guys really liked uh, or what should we not do that gave you guys a hassle 
in terms of trying to raise this money? Yeah, uh, Nevs, I'll take the first part, yeah. I guess, and anything I miss, you can follow up on. I I actually did, uh, Paul. I, I, um, I'm i very uh, close, good friends with uh, Alabama Huntsville's former coach, uh, Mike Corbett. Corbs and I worked together and um, shared a lot of the same struggles with, with our respective institutions. And uh, I did. I called up Corbs and, and asked and picked his brain of what he went through and how he did it. Their situation is a little, you know, unique and different and, and whatnot, but did right. take some pointers and, and whatnot, um, the do's and, and don't do's. But, you know, outside of that, it was really difficult because there wasn't, at least for me, and, and maybe uh, Nevs can speak more, I, I just didn't have a lot of experience or know of a lot of uh, uh, programs that were in that kind of situation we were in. So it was a little bit of help from Huntsville, hot off their heels, but a lot of it was kind of okay, just kind of, you know, dust off the boots and, and get to work and pounding the pavement and, and fundraising. So uh, that uh, that's kind of how we hit it from the hockey side and, and uh, you know, how we look to approach it. I think it's fair to say that when this all hit and the announcement was made, the elimination of the three programs, they need to do this by this date and the, the amount of money was so large, you know, and again large is your perspective are you a university system that has you know access to funds or are you just some guy you know that that is lo loves hockey but uh certainly there was some reason to be skeptical and, and just view it all as outrageous like why are they even bothering but then when you take a step back and you note it and you start seeing the small reactions from hockey fans and, and players and people all over the world and as i kind of alluded to early you know, it's not like Anchorage is, is thriving with entertainment options. And as I spoke when I when I gave up when I talked about you know talked about our hockey history, you know the ECHL team going away was a major blow to kind of the social calendar, as it were. And so I've been a big proponent in my position as both a volunteer with the with the fun, fundraising effort and then also working a little bit in the media. I was fortunate enough to uh, one of the things we did we got Matt's uh, home games around local radio this past season. So that right. was able to uh, kind of reach a fan base there. Uh, Kurt Heider and I were also on Flow Hockey, so we knew we were talking to some people out of the state as well as we were broadcasting those games. But um, I think as we get going here closer and closer and as more positive news is being made, people are starting to realize that, hey, come you know December of 2023, I, I want to be able to go to a game on Friday night. It's that simple. I'm, I, I might go to the bar before and after, but I'd like to go to the game <laughs> as well, as opposed to just do the bar part. Not sure. I mean, have that have that be the whole night. Maybe not as uh, not as much fun. And and I, in my position, try to make sure people don't lose sight of that. I mean, I've just I've just grown up. That's all I ever knew as a kid. You know, getting pucks from players, and then into a teenager, being a, high, a pretty decent high school player, and then kind of wanting, interested in what these guys are doing at the collegiate and and just uh, pro level. And just I don't know anything else but growing up with this kind of stuff around me. And I'm nearly 50 years old, and I don't want to go away from having this option to on my social calendar come friday saturday night and and uh so far so good and we just got a lot lot a little more work to do all right so uh as we uh, approach the the end of uh the time here is i mean i would love to go on forever but <laughs> unfortunately uh the host uh application doesn't allow us to do that unless we pay 
you know, big time cash like Scott has, but he's oh, wow. <laughs> all his travel Chief, travel yeah. budget. Well, that's it. He's, he's spending all his money on travel, so uh-huh. uh, you know, so we, you know, we kind of get uh, screwed by the whole thing. Um, give us uh, one last shout out, Matt. Give us uh, 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 one more time the website and coach. Yeah, uh, when he's done, if you can just you know, uh, what should we look for in the future from uh, from Anchorage? Yeah, SaveSeawolfHockey.com, SaveSeawolfHockey.com. Then you can also text UAA Hockey to 41444. We're also on all the social media platforms, your Instagrams, your Twitters, your Facebooks of the world. And we try to get interesting content uh, on there. A couple of our news outlets here, we're fortunate enough to highlight the Save Seawolf Hockey Camp, youth hockey camp we had just this past weekend where a former captain, Matt Shazby, he's one of those guys that Matt will speak to all the time. One of those guys that played for four years, stayed, is raising his family, and now he's a school teacher here in Anchorage, and one of those positive role models. And there are a billion of those guys that are here in this community. They're in my golf league. I play against them in some rec league games once in a while, but... uh, Again, uh, a real reason to get behind something. Alaska is is just uh, as viable a state as your Michigans and Minnesotas and, and whatnot. And uh, I just want to see everything done to make sure this continues. Curls, have at it. Yeah, and, and to wrap things up, you know, what to look forward to is, is a future. Um, you know, and that's what we're all looking forward towards. Um, you know, Scott, you had mentioned why Alaska. Um, hey, why not? It, it, it's a tremendous place. It's a tremendous history, tem- tremendous, uh, you know, opportunity to have an experience that's unlike any out there in the lower 48 or elsewhere. Uh, uh, we, we got some work to do. Um, we're going to get over this hump. And as I mentioned before, I'll be the next chapter. We're, we're not, uh, you know, not so much, you know, ending the program right now. We, we've, we've put a bow on the, the first chapter of it. Uh, now we're just about to start uh, the next one, and uh, it'd be it'd be a hell of a thing to miss. So um, please, you know, savecofhockey.com, check us out, uh, get involved, and uh, certainly appreciate all the support, and, and really appreciate you guys having uh, myself and Nevzad and, and talking a little bit about our program and, and uh, getting the word out there. Well, we appreciate having you guys on. It's uh, it's always fun to talk hockey in different places, and uh, Alaska is certainly a hockey hotbed. And, you know, uh, I just have a feeling, guys, that uh, it's going to be like uh, Huntsville. You're not just going to get your $3 million, but you're going to get a lot more than that. I mean, Huntsville's program now has stepped up, and, and they seem pretty secure for a number of years, mm-hmm. which is really, really good news. I think the help um, uh, with the Seattle Kraken, which I think will become more and more evident for you guys, as uh, time goes on and they get their uh, footing established. I can only say that from the standpoint that I watch what happened in Vegas. And if you'd have told me, guys, six years ago that Vegas would have one, two, three, four, seven rinks and getting two more because of the Golden Knights, uh, I, I think the Kraken will help you out. Well, yeah, this is the next volume of Sea of Hockey. I'm I'm intrigued like nobody else to see what Matt does because uh, a lot of guys would have would have cut bait and gotten out of sure. town when all this happened, and Matt Curley didn't. And uh, this idea that he might get to reinvent this, I think it just adds another layer of excitement to what I hope Alaska and Anchorage hockey fans will want to live, hang on to a joy as all, along with everybody else around the country. Guys, I appreciate your time. As, Thanks, uh, boys. I mean, it's been a lot of fun, and, and hopefully we Thanks. get an invitation to come up and watch some Seawolf hockey in Anchorage because 
I'm looking for that road trip. Paul's going to stay at home because he likes oh. his basement, but but I'll be there. Count me in. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try to help make that happen. It's worth the trip, right. boys. It's worth the trip. Awesome. Thank all right. We'll continue to promote guys. for you all summer. We're going to help you get well over that $3 million, okay? All right. Thanks much. All Thanks right. a lot, guys. Curly, the uh, head coach at uh, Alaska Anchorage, and Matt Nevola joining us as well on Save the Seawolves. So let's uh, save a seawolf and uh, keep a more NCAA hockey growing. Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live. Looking for a big school hockey college experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University is for you. The men's team starts their third season of competition as the program adds an ACHA women's D1 team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home, giving any player a varsity-level feel. Playing in the brand-new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints will enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men battle against ECHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. Located in the St. Louis suburbs, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country, offering both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relax, from the breakfast burrito. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy from Are you sure? Texas tonight. Are you sure? And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And Paul okay, Fornstein before you on said... the beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, uh, it's always great to talk hockey with great people, but Matt and Matt really brought it tonight, so now I really feel yeah, like did. the doormat, Paul. Well, listen, you know, this is what happens when you allow people that aren't from Minnesota to come on the show once in a while. Uh, that's not even funny. Um, oh, okay. But but right now we've got a we've got a three two uh, hockey game right here in Frisco um, with uh, Team USA leading the Germans, but much much closer than I would have expected. I'm nervous, Paul, and I'll tell you why I'm nervous. I told you off the air. Um, team USA just does not seem like the same Team USA uh, talent wise. There's no doubt they're the best team here in my uh, estimation. But you, you got to bring it every night. You can't just go through the motions. And, and they went through the motions last night with a 5-1 lead, and they got, they got beat. And uh, if they're not careful, it's going to happen again. And if it happens tonight, oh, boy, it's going to be a battle to get into a medal game. Yeah, well, I have not uh, had uh, access this evening to see it. Uh, not that I, I couldn't call it, but... I don't really like to watch a lot of uh, television when we're doing the show because I like to focus on doing the show. Um, by the way, Doug, I know you're out there. The 
you know I'm just breaking Scott's chop about this whole Minnesota thing. <laughs> oh, nice save. Nice save. <laughs> Doug, don't believe a word he says. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, so we, we got like seven minutes tops. Well, and, that's right. uh, we, we gotta, it's all right. We got to wrap up whatever we got to wrap up. So uh, just quickly, your your thoughts on the Seawolf program. And uh, I've said it before, Paul, and I'll say it again. Why not Alaska? And why, well, why not, not Huntsville? I mean, why right, can't listen. you play hockey everywhere? And why can't it be successful, especially with the number of lockers that are needed? Well, listen, this is, you know, as, as I was doing the research, you know, he mentioned, uh, Coach Curley mentioned the fact that, you know, they had – they have had various runs of success, including, by the way, in the 90s as an independent, making the NCAA tournament three different years in a row. OK, so it's it's not like it can't happen. Uh, there are so many more players. Now than ever, uh, throw in the transfer portal, throw in the pandemic in the extra year, throw in all of the various countries that are building up their program. You're watching. uh uh, the German under 18 team, more and more German players coming into the NHL and, and college hockey and, 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 and than, than ever before, you know, they're, they're, they're not yet the Czech Republic or Russia or, or the, the Sweden or Finland, but they're getting there. So that's more players that's right then and there. Paul, they're getting there tonight. It's three to two after two periods. Well, okay, uh, we but I mean, you get the point. All <laughs> yeah. right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to work out really well for them. I think they're going to go past the three million comfortably. I think they're going to get to so. a point where people are going to stabilize up there. Um, it, it's just you can't have Alaska and not have hockey, and furthermore, you can't have Alaska that had hockey and take it away. I mean, that's Listen. like me. That's like me reliving Paul. The days when they took the North Stars out of Minnesota. Why would you? How can you have the state of hockey without a professional hockey team? And you know what? It might have been the best thing that ever happened because what Maybe. happened was they left, and when they came back as the Wild, the fan base appreciated them. They said, well, "You know what? Let's put it we, this way: we got to appreciate was, this now." This was, and and, and 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 we can wrap it up on this. When you're talking about that, okay. Um, there was a story this week from another quote unquote non-traditional or at least was non-traditional hockey market that the, the, the predators were backing an exploratory or whatever the heck they call it at Tennessee state. Oh yeah. That hockey hotbed that, that, well, yeah, well, but (laughs) bring them on. Um, that can, Tennessee State, you know, I mean, it's, I guess it's in Nashville. I don't didn't look at the map, but awesome, uh, especially yeah, absolutely. The more the uh, merrier. We need lockers, and it and it's an HBCU. Okay, my friend. So you, you said it all right there. So uh, so jump in and uh, give us the uh, the final read, and let's say goodnight. Roger Klein's Cancio Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth Arizona owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates. Play on the ice. It's heating up. So is the weather. Makes it more important to keep those drinks cold. 
Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask in its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at behindthemask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Buy Burrito Express, our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Buy M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU fans for ASU fans. And buy the NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it all, and NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. It's college hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as always, my friend. Uh, big shout-out to the guys up in Alaska, and a big thank you to Matt Curley, the head coach at Alaska Anchorage, and also to Matt Nevola, the uh, the media, media mogul or, or guru or hockey guru or Save the Seawolf. Uh, whatever it is, Matt does a great job with that. We appreciate both Matts coming on and talking Seawolf hockey. Uh, let's get involved, guys. Uh, get to their website. Um, Paul, you got that website again for me? SaveSeawolfHockey.com. There you go. Get there, make your donations, and let's keep NCAA growing. There's no reason to slow this down, folks. We've got too many good players. There's a bunch of them right behind me right now that uh, are looking for places to play hockey, so Let's continue it. We'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. And uh, Stephen Marsh and I will talk to you tomorrow night, talking club hockey, Southwest Weekly. Right now, 7.30 p.m. Mountain time as always. We're almost back to schedule as I've got an off day tomorrow. I'm going to go have a barbecue in Texas. Good night. <laughs>